This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Well, the holiday season is over, and now the new year gives us an opportunity to start fresh everywhere, including the kitchen. The new year allows us to have new experiences and explore taste buds with refreshed palates. So on today's show, it's an all-recipe show, as we want to know what you'll be cooking and what kitchen goals you might set for the new year. Are you looking to cook more, maybe stop eating out, or tackle a difficult recipe? So we want to hear from you this morning. Also, we're going to look at some health food trends for the new year. Join our conversation with a comment or question by calling us at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 7464 or you can email the show food at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you had a good holiday and happy new year. Oh, Kevin, good morning. I feel like screaming. I haven't seen you in two weeks. I'm so happy <laughs> to see you. It feels I feel like I'm back at home. I like I've run away and come back. I'm just happy to see you. So any uh, interesting food adventures during the holiday? Kevin, I had an interesting adventure. It was called Rest (laughs) during the holiday. And, of course, you know, we did the Thanksgiving and the Christmas thing, and I hung out with my family. But uh, for the last couple of weeks, uh, I decided to just kind of shut it down uh, and take a time out because for the last seven years, Kevin, I really hadn't had a real vacation. I've done the weekend thing, but this was just fantastic for me. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, went with uh, family down to the Gulf Coast and spent a day in Ocean Springs. Uh, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but had a good uh, Greek meal, uh, and that was a lot of fun. And I had never really been to Ocean Springs, great little town. It's beautiful. It's one of those staycations. If you're in Mississippi and have never uh, gone to the Gulf Coast, specifically Ocean Springs, you want to go there because it it's, it's one of the jewels of, of Mississippi's Gulf Coast. However, I will say that uh, on New Year's Eve... Uh, I made it to about, oh, I don't know, 1030, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, you know, been there, done that. <clears throat> so although I did wake up at like 1156 and I stayed up for a few minutes, so I officially was up to ring in the new year, but it was in a, a bed with, you know, pillows around and that sort wow. of thing. So. Well, well, I actually did, you know, one of our family traditions is to, you know, bring the new year in at uh, service. So I was at church and hung out with my family and I think I made it to bed about 3 o'clock the, the next morning, and we were back up really early because, you know, my mom believes in doing the black-eyed peas and the cabbage and, you know, just kind of laughing and, you know, being grateful for the family still being together. Well, uh, A, I'm getting older, and B, uh, I knew that I needed to drive home on uh, New Year's Day, and so <laughs> didn't want to be too tired, So, uh, but enjoyed it. Um, um, my brother and I did a little cookout for some friends on New Year's, uh, and um, it was... Um, they're called speedies. It's a it's a marinade that's popular in the northeast part of the state. Uh, it's kind of a Greek flavor to it, but uh, we we grilled up some chicken uh, and did some other things as well. So that that turned out good. Although <clears throat> I was in charge of it, and right when I was going to start firing up the grill, getting ready to go, my friend and I had gone to the theater to watch a movie earlier in the day, and I realized that my wallet was not in my pocket. Ah. So process of elimination, <laughs> I realized or was hoping that it was in the movie theater. So I went back to the theater, and the manager was there, and hadn't been turned in, so we went to the theater where I had seen the movie earlier in the day, and it was packed with the next movie, and he was saying that, you know, rightfully so, he's like, it's too crowded in here, we really can't go in there and look for it, but you can watch the rest of the movie and then see if your wallet's in there when it's over. So came into the middle of a movie that I really wasn't very interested in, 
was worried sick that I had lost my wallet because if I had, you know, it was going to be not pleasant. Uh, so watch the movie, and then finally, it was it was th- probably the last half hour, forty five minutes of it. When the movie was over, lights came up, turned around, talked to the people behind me, said I had lost my wallet. And they looked down there, and there was the wallet. Wow! <clears throat> so how I was, fantastic! Yes. So started out the new year with a scare, but then, <laughs> uh, and then I've also learned a lesson. I was wearing a pair of sweatpants, and so it's like I'm not going to go to the movie. Uh, with sweatpants on because the, it's just too easy for your wallet to slip out of your pocket there. So, uh, but well, I'm uh, glad you got your wallet back because now you can finally buy me that ring in 2019, <laughs> Kevin. Ooh, there you That's go. That's on the agenda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you started off the new year right with uh, again a, a stunning visual presentation, but also a delicious dish. So, if you would tell us what you brought in. So, Kevin, I bought in something that everybody loves. It pairs well with whether you're serving your favorite steak or ribs or, you know, your chicken, whatever, your seafood. I did a stuffed potato. And let me tell you, this potato is done right, Kevin. Uh, The secret to... for me to getting this potato consistent through and through because, I, you know, I don't have an industrial kitchen is I blanched them a few hours before I actually bake them. And so basically what that means is I just steep them in some hot water for about 20, 25 minutes and it softens the potato. And then I finished it in the oven, Kevin. And of course I did a little olive oil on the outer shell and then we did some sea salt. And once it was completely baked, Kevin. I scooped out the center, and what you have in here is just crazy. It's loaded with um, prosciutto. It's uh, got salami. It's got mushrooms. Uh, it's, you know, we've got chives in here. It's it's just tons and tons and tons of the wonderful stuff that we love. And, of course, it's got uh, three different kinds of cheese in here. We've got some provolone, and we've got uh, some mild cheddar in here, along with uh, some mozzarella. And then we topped it off with, again, some green onions. It was a little bit of cranberry. And then this once I pulled the caps off, Kevin, I creamed them. And I put a little bit of zest of lemon right into that, some butter, a little bit of buttermilk. And I added all the elements that are stuffed in potato into the cream part. And we scooped it back on, put it on the broiler for a minute, and voila. Yeah, and as I said, uh, you, I think you did a great job. A lot of times uh, in... in uh, you go out to a restaurant and the it's not quite cooked enough, and so then you get down there and you know, half cooked potato is while much as I love potatoes, a half cooked potato is, is not real. It's the texture I think is more than anything. Uh, but uh, these were, were were done completely through, and again, what a, a stunning visual it was, and then so really delicious with uh, the as you said, just big slices of mushroom and some bacon and the prosciutto and everything. Also, you said you mentioned provolone. I, I had um, one slice of provolone cheese left over from when I had made some ham sandwiches last night and I wasn't too hungry so for dinner I thought well I was going to first just make some toast but then I saw the the cheese in the refrigerator so I was like <laughs> all right well I'll make a a, a, a grilled cheese sandwich <clears throat> so I used the provolone and also my brother had gotten me a a, a cheese and sausage tray for Christmas it's kind of a tradition we started and so I uh, grated up some of that cheese and put it on there but well I, I was real surprised the provolone I think was the main thing it was stringier than than kind of normal american cheese and so it was very it made a little delightful sandwich, and I had some, you know, uh, whole wheat bread that had some nice grain in it, so it had a little bit of crunch to it. But I was quite surprised at how well that turned out. So that's another cheese uh, that I can add to my list of, of ones to make a, a grilled cheese sandwich with. Absolutely. Uh, provolone is one of those cheeses, Kevin, uh, you know, that you can add into, you know, many dishes, you know, when you're creaming potatoes, preparing your mac and cheese, 
um, you know, doing pizza, you, you know, those things that we were going to do at home. But it has a really wonderful, just a mild salty taste. It's salty. And then, like you said, it ha- it melts beautifully. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's that look that you're looking for. And it's a lot of, you know, just it's just delicious. Also, uh, a couple years ago for Christmas, my sister gave me something that I was uh, somewhat skeptical of, but has been a very successful thing. It's a it's a red kind of uh, sleeve that you can cook potatoes in the microwave. Mm-hmm. And as I said, I've never had success with that, and so I was a little, uh, you know, uh, um, unsure about it. But I've tried it several times, and it, it's amazing that it'll cook the microwave potatoes, and it'll it's almost as if they had been cooked in the oven. So uh, if you go to a, a kitchen gadget store, you can probably get it in that little scene on TV section. But I was real surprised with that, and it, it kind of um, cuts down on the time. Because another thing, as much as I love baked potatoes, it's it's going to take you know, a good long time to really cook them well enough to uh, to where they get a good, you know, a good flavor and, and cook them well enough to eat. And so that was one little life hack, I guess, that has actually worked for me. So uh, The other thing yeah. is with, with potatoes, Kevin, you know, if because these are really large potatoes, and that was one of the reasons that I blanched them. But you, know, you may want to just do a smaller potato, mm-hmm. and that, you know, will allow you the oven time to cook through and through. And, uh, Deborah, we were in here talking as we were munching on the, uh, these delicious baked potatoes um, that these were actually like um, gourmet Super Bowl foods, like if they were smaller, like you like you just said, the small if they were smaller baked potatoes where you could uh, finger food them up. Right. This is like big game delight. <laughs> well, the, the, one of the ways that you could do that, Kevin, so, um, so that everybody could have a uh, fun Java is you want to, once this potato uh, is done, you let it cool completely and then you want to slice it in fours. And then, you know, so that way you can feed a lot of people and then add all the toppings just like you would on a pizza and pop it back in the oven and Java. And so then you have that Super Bowl wonder food that you're talking about. And of course, you don't want to forget the crispy bacon on top. Oh, yeah, there's bacon on <laughs> bacon on everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, a couple things here. First, uh, you know, 2019, we're going to be debuting a new segment uh, where we feature a Mississippi restaurant each week. From the big to the small, from ones in the city all the way to the small ones in the rural parts of the state, uh, we're looking for your input. If it serves good food, we want to hear from you. Send your favorite restaurants to food at mpbonline.org. And it is time for the first break of our show. We're talking about recipes. Want to hear some New Year's recipes from you this morning? Give us a call to join our conversation. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, or you can email the show food at mpbonline.org. When we get back, we'll have your calls and also look at some of the predicted food trends for 2019, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Uh, it's an all-recipe show today, so if you want to share a recipe, you can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 7464 You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. Also, uh, if you have a favorite restaurant in your area that you'd like us to hear about, you can send that to food at mpbonline.org as well, because we plan this year uh, to feature some of the great restaurants in all parts of Mississippi couple of things to catch up on. Uh, Java did a little uh, 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 search online for us and found out that the uh, potato bag I was uh, talking about is called the My Life Unit. 
a microwave potato bag. You can get one on Amazon, less than ten dollars. Uh, and actually, it actually it steams the food, and so that's I think why it is so successful. But it is it's a little bag that you stick in the microwave. It's also good for corn on the cob, uh, tortillas, and everything. So anything that you think might work well being steamed in a microwave, this thing, uh, and like I said, with my experience, really uh, does the job quite well. Also, Deborah, before we leave 2018, uh, it was uh, an eventful year for you, including uh, the publish uh, publication of your first cookbook. Absolutely, Kevin. Of course, you know, we released the book in June, and I'm excited um, to say that um, in November of this year, I started my own publishing company. So now when you go to Amazon to purchase the book, you go to Houston Publishing on Amazon, and we are the only official, uh, you know, sellers of My Delicious Mississippi Life cookbook. We're going to also be introducing some, you know, other wonderful uh, books uh, this year. We're working on a brand new cookbook. I'm excited about that. And, Kevin, we also have the Deborah Hunter Art Collection. Uh, so if you're on Facebook, we have a new fan page. It's called the Deborah Hunter's Collection, and uh, we've got all the art there. So it's it's going to be a wonderful um, 2019, and I'm really excited about all the yummy stuff that's coming. All right. I'm uh, going to talk this segment about some food trends, uh, but first we've got our friend Kathleen on the line. Good morning, Kathleen. Happy New Year. Hey, Kathleen. Good morning, guys. You know, last year I called, and it was totally accidental that I called on the first show of the year. <laughs> and uh, this year I planned it to tell you... I hardly ever, ever miss a show. Wow. I love the people that call in, and I love you guys. You make it fun, and we all learn. And I do have a couple of goodies for you today. Uh, we're all going for the greens and the healthier and all like that. This is really simple. But you have to use fresh green beans. Now, you can buy them in bulk, buy the case, blanch them, and put them up. And I say that not just if you live alone or have a big family, because if you live alone, why not cook them all at once and save the effort? Because you might not feel good every day. Now, if you take the green beans and lemon, you just put them in a a saucepan, you know, regular deep frying pan. Uh, You put a little margarine, butter, or olive oil, your choice. You saute them till they're tender. Then I add the salt, just a little. You can add uh, coarse salt or regular salt. And when they're tender, I add some lemon juice, stir it in, and then a light dusting of Parmesan cheese. Now, it's not complicated, but the chemical reaction between the lemon juice and the Parmesan cheese, it's light, it's tasty, it's not overly oiled. And you can uh, do that in both. You can use that on broccoli, cauliflower, or fresh mushrooms if you like. But it's really a good side dish, and it looks good on the table, and you don't have to do a lot with it. And I hope over the years uh, coming, I'll have some good recipes for y'all, and I, I hope they help your show. Love you both. Oh, Kathleen, thank you so much, and we love you too. Thank you. Good to hear from you, Kathleen. We've got some open phone lines. If you want to share a New Year's recipe, that uh, something you like to cook in the kitchen, it's an all-recipe show today. So give us a call. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show, food at mpbonline.org. <clears throat> so as we talk about food trends, maybe mention a couple of recent ones. 
<clears throat> one of my favorites was the the bacon on everything from the early 2000s. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how healthy that was, but it was certainly tasty. And I remember one year for Christmas, I made some candied bacon, which turned out to be pretty good. Although it was funny when I tr- when I you know brought it around work here, I'd say, "Hey, do you want some candied bacon?" And the first reaction people would be like, like "Ugh." And I'd say, "Oh, it's no, no, try some. It's really delicious. pretty good." And it, yeah. yeah, it's it's it it was kind of messy to make. Uh, but uh, most people, and again, I, you know, you're not going to eat an entire package of candied bacon, but a, you know, a little piece or two. Uh, well, speak are, for yourself. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and then, Kevin, to take it a little deeper, that that bacon on everything trend, you know, they were topping ice cream with bacon, and then you had all kind of bacon flavored lollipops like it just was bacon was everywhere it was like the big bacon boom or something oh you know i think one of my favorites kevin was the bacon pecan pie which was uh something that um uh, chef jeff uh josh marks uh he was um on uh, one of the top chef shows and mm-hmm. I, it's he was here at Tougaloo college and that was a pie that he shared and it was just absolutely fantastic but that candy bacon kevin oh my gosh that, that was some good stuff and our our director, Jason Klein, is a big bacon fan, so I think I even saw once a bacon wallet. We probably should have gotten that for him for Christmas. Uh, in 2010, another one of my favorite wacky-flavored chips. There were cheddar bacon, mac and cheese, and southern biscuit and gravy. Now, that I didn't try, but I think Lay's does that every year, where they come out with these you know, experimental flavors, and they release them. They're limited time, and I think every year they also have a vote to see which sort of wacky flavor uh, gets added to their regular rotation. But th- those are kind of fun, and again... You know, with me and, and potato chips, it, I'll, I'll give any one of them a try because, you know, it's a potato, so you can't go wrong there. I think I think my favorite was the dill pickle, Kevin. Uh, that was just one of my favorite. Uh, and then they had a lime with uh, like a taquita lime chip that mm-hmm. was really nice. But yeah, I, I think they're fun. Real, you know, really whimsical. Some of them, some of them were fails for me, but some of them were really wonderful. You're right, and like I say, I think uh, each year uh, they uh, there was a vote, and I, like I said, I, I think that some of them have kind of made the regular uh, lineup as well. Now, going back to the 50s and 60s, uh, instant and fake foods, things like instant potatoes, cheese whiz, who doesn't like cheese whiz, and something that I certainly remember from uh, my childhood is tang. Uh, you know that was the supposedly was taken to the moon by the astronauts and that sort of thing. So yeah, Tang and uh, Reuben Flappin, better known as Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so those were some uh, uh, food trends of the past. This year, according to CookingLight.com, healthy food trends for 2019 include non-dairy milks. Uh, consumers continue to move away from dairy, whether they need to or not. So plenty of companies are stepping up to meet those interested. Uh, in these uh, non-dairy milks. The hottest non-dairy milk seems to be oat milk. It's not new, but products have recently launched and are slated to launch this year. And the other one that came to mind when I was reading through the script this morning would be the almond milk. Yeah, it's Um, it's very popular. And I've never – actually, there was a recipe once I found for almond milk, and then I had trouble finding it in the grocery store. And then when I did, I think I had misplaced the recipe. Have you ever tried any of these kind of alternate milks? Absolutely. Even in my my baking, Kevin, you can alternate, you know, uh, baking cakes and pies and using almond milk, you know, but you just got to recognize the fact that that flavor may, you know, resonate a little bit in some of the recipes. But absolutely, you know, and and I'm really excited to see some of the trends that are happening. My uh, new favorite thing at home that my 
uh, refrigerator is loaded with coconut water and coconut milk. So and and you can cook with these, you know, these products as well. So absolutely. And that's good for lactose intolerance. Uh, my mother suffers from that. So, you know, folks like that have not been able to enjoy things like ice cream or any of the dairy based products. So this idea there is a good thing uh, to let more people enjoy some of the things that they might have been missing out on. Uh, the other food trend, plant-based everything. Vegetables and fruits are sneaking their way into products. Uh, beet tortillas and cauliflower-infused mac and cheese. And they're also the base to snack foods and treats. For example, a fairly new ice cream is called Snow Monkey. It's both tasty, nutritious, <laughs> and indulgent feeling. And its first ingredient is banana, banana. puree. Yeah, that yeah. sounds like that would be really pretty good because, again... You know, I think that everyone, well, most people, I think, a lot of people, maybe some people, like the taste <laughs> of bananas. And so, uh, you know, puree them up, and, and uh, that would be a good uh, start for this new product. You know, and it's really simple, Kevin, you know, to, to take uh, your bananas, uh, and I don't, I don't want them to be really firm and overly ripe, and you just want to puree them. You can also add in a little bit of almond milk if you want to, um, you know, toss in a little bit of cinnamon nutmeg if you want to, you know, bring up the flavor, tiny bit of vanilla, and it chills up really well. And then the kids like it, you know, because I don't know who really doesn't like a banana. And if you want to, you can add some coconut in it and some pecans and just, you know, it's a really nice treat to have. And uh, while we was visiting, um, my brother during the holidays mentioned, um, and this is not a new product, but it kind of fits into this category, is that uh, I think the cauliflower rice, where it's basically kind of grated cauliflower, and that works really well because, you know, uh, to me, cauliflower is that sort of, it was a good base for things because it's it's good for you. It's a vegetable, but it doesn't have an overpowering taste one way or the other. So it would be good to use to kind of build off of. The th- the thing that I would say too, though, Kevin, about the the plant based trends, you know, and it's especially those who are you know doing it for the point of being extra healthy. Make sure that you're checking, you know, your companies and that these companies are purist because you know just because it says is a plant based it doesn't mean it's any more healthy it's how was it produced you know um, what is it mixed with you want to make sure that you know that you're not getting something that's being preserved with a lot of GMOs that you're feeding those things to your kids and these things are really easy to make at home Kevin you know it's just like taking a potato skin and baking in the oven you can also do the same thing with you know all these products that you just mentioned these vegetables that you just mentioned you got an oven at home. It takes a few minutes, and you're sure that it's more healthy at home than when you would buy it out of a bag. Yeah, that's a good idea. Find something in the grocery store and take that idea and then make it at home. And so, as you say, you know exactly what's going into it. Another one that I thought was kind of clever, chickpeas, uh, popped chickpeas. Uh, so that's an interesting thing. And uh, another in the snack food aisle, I've seen even popped I think it's a pop. Uh, it's a popped chip. So and again, not overly healthy, but healthier than maybe the traditional chip. And I had a bag of those. They were they were pretty good as well. Toasted seeds are always really good, Kevin. My new favorite toasted seed, and I hope I don't get in a lot of trouble for saying that, is the hemp seed. And the reason why I'm doing that because you know, as I get older, looking for those things that are going to feed me a lot of protein and omega fats. Uh, the hemp seed is just one of those really wonderful things. Toast it up a little bit and, you know, grab a handful of them throughout the day, and it's it's a wonderful snack. Add it to a salad and, you know. Somewhere along, the, similar to that, is the CBD-infused foods. This is another food trend uh, for the new year, according to CookingLight.com. Uh, CBD is, uh, um, let's see, it's uh, hemp-derived 
uh, it's different from marijuana in that it doesn't have the psychoactive attributes, uh, but it's showing up in things like hard candies, gummies, chocolates, and even soda. And the thought is that it might help with things like PTSD, anxiety, uh, helping you to get a better night's sleep. And I know a lot of the, the medical marijuana products, again, they're finding out that if you can get rid of the, the psychoactive attributes and parts of it, that this can be uh, something that might be uh, beneficial to, to certain portions of the population. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, again, all of these foods are, are when they're organic are, you know, from Mother Earth, they're natural, and they're good for us. It, it's that whole idea of going back to Genesis in the beginning. And so you have, you know, fresh fruit, you got fresh vegetables, and you can live a healthy lifestyle, you know, along with not being so uh, sanitary. You want to get up and exercise and move your body and, and, you know, do some brain exercise and take some deep breaths because you want to live a whole life in 2019. And then finally, <clears throat> omega-3s have been around a lot, but uh, consumers seem to be uh, more aware of the benefits of that. Uh, um, whether it's chicken or eggs or fish, uh, that's a, a food trend for the New Year's to put a little bit more omega-3 uh, in your diet. And I think you can also uh, do that via uh, a supplement, a pill, if you need to. So uh, time for our next break. We've got some open phone lines. We're ready for your calls this morning. What do you think about those possible food trends that we mentioned? And also, uh, what are your thoughts or what are your recipes that you want to share for us for the new year? The number to call if you'd like to join our conversation is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 or email the show food at mpbonline.org. When we return, we'll continue to talk about recipes and also give you 10 ways to slip more greens into your diet for 2019. So stay tuned. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. If you missed any of today's show, you can always listen back on our website, mpbonline.org slash deepsouthdining, or subscribe to the podcast using your favorite podcast app on your smartphone. There's also the MPB Public Media app that you can download, uh, and you can listen to MPB Think Radio, all the programs, but on your schedule. So today we're looking for your recipes for the new year and been talking about some food trends and things uh, to start off the new year. Give us a call if you'd like to join our conversation. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. So in the last segment, we talked about one of the food trends was to sort of get uh, vegetables and fruits sneaking their ways into things. And so for this segment, we're going to talk about uh, ways that you can add greens to your diet to kind of maybe a little bit more healthy. You know, but not only that, I think maybe people might realize uh, that uh, these are tastier than they might have thought when they start experimenting and trying to put uh, the greens in 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 their different foods and, and dishes that they make. <clears throat> So one of the ways to do that, Kevin, is, of course, creating smoothies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're very popular, but doing them at home is such a fresh way to, uh, you know, start the year and keep your family healthy. And kale has such a wonderful, wonderful taste. But any greens, Kevin, you can add into a smoothie, which is really, you know, kind of interesting. Uh, I've even tried to, you know, add a little bit of collard greens, pairing them with some apples and a little uh, lemon. And, it, you know, and it just makes for a wonderful taste. And, of course, you know, you're going to use one of those basic 
these milks that we talked about earlier, whether it's an oak or an almond milk. And in this case, for me, it was with an almond milk. And it it's really a nice, you know, a little a smoothie to have. And, and because I like things peppery, I added just a hint of uh, cayenne in. And this is a great way to add some of those uh, you know, natural herbs that we've been talking about right into your drink. And then you can have that, you know, if you want to a couple of times a day and then have a full meal, you know, either for lunch or for dinner. And again, as you were saying earlier, this is one of those things that maybe <clears throat> if you go, you know, there are smoothie bars and that sort of thing. So if you go to one and maybe get a flavor combination you like, you could certainly go home and try to replicate that in the kitchen because, again, then you're controlling all of the ingredients that go in. You know exactly what you're putting into it. And also, I guess there are those, I think, the bullet and those fancy kind of smoothie makers that you could get if you, if you like me, like kitchen gadgets. But if not, you could use a blender and, and do this. And I guess pro- primarily the ingredients would be uh, the greens. So, so the greens, maybe some fruit, as you mentioned, maybe some sort of milk, but also then ice. And then it gets all kind of ground up in the in the blender. A- absolutely. You know, and a lot of times, you know, you can go to the store and buy, you know, protein powders if you want to add some you know, something like that in. Or you can just use something as simple as adding a scoop of uh, peanut butter right in to your smoothie, which actually, Kevin, is very surprising. Like, it gives it a really nice taste. You want you, This is time for you to use all those fresh fruits and vegetables like your bananas and your apples and, you know, to add pineapples right into it. And definitely want to have that crushed ice, you know, added in. But the kids love the smoothies, Kevin. They're fun to make. And then, you you know, based on, you know, your uh, what it is that you want, you can fix it to your flavor. And because when you go to a smoothie bar, it you can easily spend anywhere between 7 to 10 bucks on just, you know, a regular smoothie. So at home, you're going to do it for half the cost as well. Uh, we're looking for your New Year's uh, recipes that you'd like to share with us at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. And also remember, we're looking for all the great restaurants in Mississippi this year. We want to feature them throughout the year on our show. So if you have a favorite restaurant in your part of Mississippi, uh, send it uh, to food at mpbonline.org. We'd certainly like to hear from you. And this is a complete tangent, but you mentioned peanut butter, and it reminded me of a snack that Lisa, our coworker, made for us during the holidays, and it was the Bugles and she piped in peanut butter and dipped them in chocolate. Don't you just love her? Hey, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember she brought some by, and I saw it first, and I was like, wow, it's a bugle with chocolate in it. And then when I bit into it, it's like, I said, oh, my gosh, it's got peanut butter in there, too. <laughs> so she said that uh, if if you were to make them, and, and, you know, this was a holiday thing, but I think it's it's not overly Christmassy. So kind of any kind of event that you go to that you need a little sweet and salty snack uh, to go, this would be a good one. Uh, she said she buys the big bag of bugles and that you've got to sort through because sometimes some of them get uh, you know crushed in, in the packaging and that sort of thing. Uh, and she also mentioned that she puts um, she liquefies the peanut butter a little bit. So she gets it so it's a little bit more uh, easy to handle. And I think she said she used like a pastry bag uh, to squeeze the uh, peanut butter and the bugles and then just dipped them in that chocolate and like I said, they were really, really good because it's that, that sweet and salty mix that I think most of us like. Now, I'm not really sure how Lisa liquefies her peanut butter, but if you just simply take a saucepan, and for me, because I'm a Southern girl, I want it to be extra yummy, I'm going to add a little bit of butter, my peanut butter, and I'm going to add some flavoring in it. Uh, and for me, I always like to add a, just a tiny bit of the maple flavoring right into the peanut butter, Kevin. It's just absolutely wonderful. And, you know, if you want to, you can do a swirl and add just some white chocolate or some chocolate chocolate in your peanut butter and then use it for a piping tool. All right. Uh, we're going to uh, c- uh, continue on our list of ways to add greens. Uh, you can add them to eggs. 
Uh, add sautéed turnip greens, Swiss chard, kale, spinach, or broccoli rabe to a scrambled egg, an omelet, a baked eggs, uh, a frittata, or even a quiche. I mean, uh, one of my favorite things uh, to put in a quiche is uh, is some spinach. So that's again, it's a little bit healthier, but it's such to me that bright green flavor really adds a pop to the visual when you when you mix in uh, these greens. Well, you know, you got to remember, Kevin, vegetables are not just colors for colors. Each one of those colors from your, you know, bright reds to your beautiful greens all have a health benefit for you. So you want to make sure that you're eating a lot of colorful, healthy food. You don't want brown foods, you know, which are usually, you know, like a lot of fried, you know, drive-through window kind of food. So, yes, you you do want those bright, beautiful, like Swiss chard for me is beautiful because it's got that green and kind of... uh, blush um, and bright red and burgundy colors to it. It's just absolutely beautiful. It could be a little bit bitter, so if you want to do that, you know, get rid of that, you can, uh, for me, it's adding a little bit of olive oil, a squeeze of uh, lemon, and to, to accentuate the flavor of that Swiss chard. Um, you know, you of course, and being in Mississippi, you know, we're so fortunate because, you know, we, we have all these, you know, farmers who are, dedicating their time and energy to grow things and you can go to the farmer's market and make sure that you're getting fresh vegetables if you don't want to go to the grocery store and get things that have been covered with waxes and those kinds of things. And also I'd say I've, I've had a little experience cooking with kale uh, and when you first get it out it's a big bunch of it. It can be a little bit unwieldy trying to you know chop it up or whatever but I found that uh, especially when you're cooking it cooks down pretty quickly and so when you first maybe put it in a pan or something it might seem like you're going to never keep track of it or, or, or get it under control uh, but like a uh, herding cats eventually you'll you'll get it in there <laughs> well most greens are like that you know whether you're, you're cooking your kale or your cabbage or you know your collard greens when you start out it looks like it's going to be a whole lot but you got to remember it is going to cook down all right uh, we've got another caller to get to our friend marlou from jackson is on the line good morning marlou happy good new year's <laughs> good morning so, so i discovered a new restaurant it's inside the western hotel downtown and I took a friend there to eat Christmas dinner with her and uh, we had delicious food. Uh, I personally had the um, chicken liver on a bed of uh, pimento, some kind of pimento patty Mm. and she had the um, deviled, my friend had the deviled eggs and a home-cooked pizza. Mm. We both enjoyed our food very, very much. It was just great. The, right. the restaurant is uh, Estelle's, and okay. uh, Chef Matt has been here with us before, and so it's absolutely wonderful. It is wonderful, and the food was just totally different. I was actually hungry for some liver and onions, but since I did not get a chance to get that, I chose, I looked through my menu, and I said, oh, I think I'll have chicken liver. <laughs> well, it really was fantastic, and I'm looking forward to going back so I wanted to let everyone know about this restaurant. Okay. Marlo, thank you. Good. Thank, thanks for the call. <clears throat> and, you know, uh, a lot of the uh, sort of upscale uh, hotels, you know, that's a main piece that they have is uh, a nice, fancy restaurant like that. And fortunately for the rest of us, you don't have to be a guest at the hotel to en- enjoy <laughs> the food there. Yeah. Estelle's uh, really does feature a, a beautiful uh, interior, Kevin. It's just a nice place to hang out, you know, with a friend and have a wonderful dinner. But the the, the restaurants that I that really are interested and really truly love, Kevin, are those private mom and pop types of restaurants that are all over the state and every nook and 
cranny, you know, there is somebody that's sharing their delicious dreams with us, you know, and those people work really hard uh, to bring us some of the best food anywhere in the world. We have people from all of the world who come to Mississippi just to eat, Kevin. So, again, uh, if you have found one of those gems, uh, share it with us. Uh, send it to food at mpbonline.org. Got another caller on the line. It's our friend Sue from Beaumont. Good morning, Sue. How are you? Hey, Sue. Happy New Year. How are y'all doing? Happy New Year to you. Good. Go ahead. <clears throat> Excuse me. My local store had a sale on a cheese, and I bought several bags of those of cheese cubes, and I was thinking cheese and crackers. But after a while, you know, you get sick of that. So that cheese just staring at me every time I opened the refrigerator. I didn't know what to do with it. But I found a great thing to do with cubed cheese. You take, I had a little uh, kit. I, I've seen little chefs on Food Network make Frico, which is little, they're little fried cheese. They just put some cheese in the skillet and it melts and turns crispy, and they use that for a, uh, like a decoration or something. I took some of those little cubes of cheese and put them in a, 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 a Teflon skillet. And in a few minutes, they fried up crispy and salty, and you just take them out and put them on some paper towels, and they're like potato chips. You can't eat just one. <laughs> and, and I had no, I couldn't remember. Cheese cooks out so much fat. I was just horrified by how much fat cooked out. So what you're left with when you have that little Frico is is nothing but the cheese solids and salt, and it's so good you can't eat one. <laughs> now I'm hooked on that. Just, just try that. You'd be surprised how good it is. All right. That sounds yummy. Thanks for the call, Sue. Uh, yeah, cheese, you know, uh, fried cheese, that sounds good. <clears throat> and I, I'm a big cheese lover, so, you know, any way you can get cheese, I think, is, is, is certainly a good idea. That's for sure. <clears throat> We're uh, talking about some ways that you can add greens uh, to dishes uh, to make your maybe uh, 2019 a little bit healthier. Uh, stir fry is always a good way to go. Um, that would be kind of a simple thing. Maybe some, uh, what, what, what do you think we could add to with your greens for a quick stir fry? Oh, gosh, Kevin, you know, you, we can use your uh, fresh fresh beans, like your fresh string beans. You can go ahead and add some onions and some peppers in. You can uh, add some broccoli into stir-fry. And just have fun with it. You know, you, whatever vegetable, you can use squashes, uh, you know, into your stir-fry to make it really yummy. And, of course, a lot of times, you know, my, what my mom uh, and my dad do probably three or four times a week is a, a stir-fry kind of dish because they decided at this point in their life that they are giving up meat for the most part. So they're learning and creating new things, and I'm so proud of both of them. I think my dad maybe have lost, Kevin, about 30 pounds. Uh, He looks absolutely fantastic. I tell my mom if the wind blows, she's going to disappear. So I kind (laughs) of want her to eat a little bit more. Uh, But they're eating tons of vegetables, and stir-frying is one of the things that they do. And so they just add in all of the things, the vegetables that they want. And and if you want a pair of some extra protein, uh, you know, some chicken or whatever mm-hmm. you can. Uh, but they've just been kind of doing the Daniel uh, diet, and it's just been fantastic. And I think what's fun about one of those is, you know, how you can get real creative. And, you know, you throw something in one time and it, it doesn't agree with you or it's not as, as what you want. You know, you know, take that out and next time uh, throw something else in. But it would be a good way, too, if you had some leftover things uh, to maybe, you know, oh, clean absolutely. out the refrigerator. And, and, uh, and, and again too it's like each time you make it it's going to be a little bit different so you can always have something new and exciting and i think that's a wonderful thing kevin too you know to avoid food waste you know if you if you cooked uh, let's say uh some regular greens one day and then you've got some left over you may just want to uh create an egg roll the next day using those same greens you know you may want to chop up some 
you know, some onions and some bell pepper. You know, you may have some leftover chicken or whatever and and really create an egg roll with that. I mean, it's just endless creative ways to not just be bored when you're in the kitchen and cook at home and saving money at the same time. Uh, there just we'll go to break here in just a minute, but to, to kind of wrap up our greens discussion, there's a restaurant in Pensacola that's a hamburger joint that my brother and I like. And the last time we went down there, they have several choices for your bun, and one of them is lettuce, and uh, that would be kind of fun to actually. And I think one of the the sandwich shops does that as well. Instead of the bread, you can actually have all the fixings, but have it in a big thing of lettuce, and that's a that's a good way and a, a little different flavor there as well. Now, speaking of greens, in February there's going to be a fantastic event. Will Will McClough. Dr. Wilma Clopton, she's been here with us before. They're going to have the event in February, and it's called Grits and Greens, Kevin. So that's going to be absolutely fantastic. That's something to look forward to. Time for a last break this hour. Uh, if you have any ways that you can slip greens and other healthy vegetables into your diet, you can give us a call. Also, we're, there's time left for you to share a recipe on this all-recipe program. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 877 672-7464. Email the show food at mpbonline.org. During the break, see if you can guess what food is celebrating its national day today. We'll have that answer for you after the break, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today we've been talking about some of the new food trends for 2019. We talked about ways to add some greens to your diet to maybe add some color, some flavor, and uh, make them a little bit healthier. Uh, and also we've been looking for any kind of recipes that you'd like to share with us today. Uh, if you'd like to join in, still some time. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. And we're looking for your favorite restaurant in Mississippi. If you have a favorite one in your area, let us know by sending us an email. Again, it's food at mpbonline.org. So before the break, we mentioned that uh, most every day there's a national something or other day. And today is National Tempura Day. So, Deborah, what do you, what do you think about uh, tempura? Well, Kevin, I'm going to be very honest. I've ever, never ever had tempura before. I know that it is a Japanese uh, dish, but I've never had it before. I like it. It's a it's a lightly fried technique, uh, usually seafood or vegetables uh, that have been battered and deep fried. Um, it's uh, I think um, I'm trying to think where I've got it. I think. Uh, um, you know, the bento box, which is a, a kind of a lunch thing at some Asian restaurants. Right. I've had it there. But I like it because it's a, it's a real light uh, coating. It's not, not a heavy kind of a deep fried thing. So uh, to me, it's kind of very tasty. And again, uh, you know, uh, you wouldn't think maybe sometimes that uh, the, the, the vegetables, the way they look, would not, you know, would not be good. But I've really enjoyed uh, both uh, chicken and that sort of thing, but also some vegetables as well. So um, we have a caller on the line. So we'll talk to Mikey in Mobile. Good morning, Mikey. Happy hey, Mikey. New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to all of us. Um, uh, you, you, not just you two, especially you two, but all of the people who call in are so inspiring to me. I so enjoy hearing Marlou's beautiful accent and <laughs> ideas, and um, and Kathleen's ideas always amaze me, and uh, so do um, Miss is it Miss Mary in, in Beaumont. Sue in Beaumont. Uh, so soon, but I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, I had a lapse there for a minute. Senior, senior stuff. Um, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, uh, to put some of their ideas together, and also throw in one for um, those of us who believe that you should not waste food, and um, if you can get more bang for your buck, 
and uh, from something that you would throw out or um, use otherwise. It dawned on me while they were making their comments about the greens and the fried cheese, which I'm still showing results of learning that a few years ago, <laughs> um, that, that when you have the oil that's left from the cheese, it's equivalent to ghee, G-H-E-E, the Indian component, where they take the butter and you take the butter and you slow cook the milk solids out and strain them to make the butter, um, clarified butter is what we would call it, I suppose. And it's um, shelf-stable that way. It doesn't even have to be refrigerated. But um, the Parmesan with the, the um, stuff that the caffeine is talking about putting on your greens or beans is essentially the same sort of thing, isn't it? So um, don't throw away. If you're going to buy cheese, first of all, don't get as addicted, like <laughs> she said, as I did, or you'll be still working it out. <laughs> um, uh, but take, take what's left and use that for things like stir fries or to season other, put it on a steak, mm-hmm. whatever. All right, uh, Mikey. Good to hear from you. Good, uh, good idea. In fact, um, you know that's. Uh, I mentioned I got the 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 cheese and uh, sausage tray for Christmas, and you know they're I'm having a little leftover cheese, and so I grated some up. And actually, I was going to use some. Uh, I bought some um, skinless uh, chicken thighs that I was going to oh. cook up, and I thought you know a little cheese on top of that. So uh, using up all your stuff, if you if it doesn't work with one recipe, as you say, maybe grind it up, find another way to use it, and you can uh, probably find a way that it, it gets used up as well. So. So before we leave the air, Kevin, I'd like to share just a quick kale recipe for our listeners. And, okay. You know, we're doing something really healthy this year. So you want to take your kale, and, and you know, most people know that it's very coarse. Mm-hmm. And so if you will just simply soak it, Kevin, uh, for just a few minutes with some fresh lemon juice. Okay. It'll help to kind of start break it down a little bit. You want to cut it into really fine pieces. Uh, you probably want, you know, two to three cups of kale. And then you want to have about a half a cup or a cup, it depends on how you like them, of edamamas or soybeans, Mm -hmm. you know, added to that. Um, You want to take a can of, um, you can use frozen or fresh corn. um, And then you want to add in that, uh, Kevin, um, also some black beans Mm -hmm. and you just want to toss that all together with a little bit of olive oil if you want to add salt and pepper you can if you want to avoid the salt you can just simply grate in some fresh lemon uh, zest right on top and toss it up it's really simple really easy but it's a wonderful wonderful bite and you can also pair this with not just the kale but you may want to use some fresh cabbage and the kale together and um, and if you want to too just to add a little extra in there go ahead and uh, zest up a, a fresh carrot and toss it all together it's a wonderful salad uh, and you can also then add some of your seeds on top of that whether it's sunflower seeds or hemp seeds just to give you that bite and avoid having a little meat at all what a, I mean boy that's uh that pops I mean you've got the grated carrot in there that bright orange you've got the green you've got the black beans which I love the corn so that sounds like a really tasty way that's very quick it's light uh, and uh, and, and it's healthy. very healthy yeah absolutely all right so we got less than a minute left going to put you on the spot here just a little oh, bit no <laughs> we know that you're good in the kitchen you know just bring us these wonderful things is there any kind of technique or area of cooking that you're not real experienced in that you want to ex- experiment with in 2019. Everything, Kevin, you know, because I'm a traditional Southern cook. You know, I'm, I'm born and raised in Mississippi. And so, I, you know, that's where I'm comfortable at. But I'm, you know, I've 
reaching out to chefs, you know, and asking them to share things with me and techniques because, of course, I've never gone to culinary school before. So the techniques that I've learned, uh, you know, are things that I know from watching my grandmother and my mother and, you know, friends and family from across the state. But absolutely, I would love to be able to go to, you know, if somebody wants to sponsor me to Italy for a few months and, you know, learn some some beautiful techniques there. All right. That's going to wrap us up for today. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman, and our call screener today was Liz Gill. So for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. That's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.